0: Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft fantasy football podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike?
1: I'm doing great. This is my favorite uh, time for at least this kind of thing because I love off-season stuff. So we're going to talk about coaches firing. We're going to talk about recapping the year. We're finally going to get some stats on our dream teams. I love it.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of coaches were fired this week. Stuck yeah, I away. mean, obviously,
1: <laughs> it's not never nice to see someone lose their job, but it's for this for the fan. It's interesting to see, okay, because there's some long time coaches that are like organizations have had as their coaches for a while. And and that's going to change
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a a changing of the guard coming. Um, I, and some of them, I don't know if they'll, like, I don't think they'll go and coach anywhere else. I think they're probably done. Really? Yeah, I think so. Just cause they're old. (laughs) I don't think they'll go back into coaching. I think maybe like they might have a role, but I don't think it'll be as a head coach.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess that's a good point to make. I just think that sometimes, even though they're older, like, that that drive is just still there, and that's all they know, and that they'll, at least, you know, they'll maybe make an attempt to get back in. It doesn't always work, but I don't know. I could see, I could see them try.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. They just gotta, just gotta sail into the sunset, you know, rest on <laughs> yeah, their laurels. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you got to do that. But
1: you never know. You never know what's going to happen. But it yeah, it is it's always interesting to me to see to see the various, I guess I guess you would call it just the various changes that are being made. Like I I always found it interesting um as a fan to look at this time of year and say, "Okay, like what what is going to happen to these organizations? Like what's going to change?" what direction they're going to go in because we've known them as one thing for so long. And it's, to me, it's a fascinating just experience. Um, So I know it sucks when people lose their jobs, but I'm, I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing what are the next steps for some of these franchises.
0: Well, let's, we got a lot to talk about today. So let's just dive right into the news there with some of these franchises. So, some of the biggest news from this week is, uh, Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick have mutually agreed to part ways. I don't know what the future's going to hold there, because um, I don't think anyone that they currently have, like as one of their coordinators, would be next in line. I, I don't. I haven't gotten that vibe from them. I don't know about you. The only thing
1: I had heard was that. there were like some rumblings that there's some internal candidates, but I also don't know after some time in an off season to think about it, if they think, okay, we're going to go in a new direction and have like completely fresh blood. Like, I don't know. A lot of people who work with Bill Belichick on his team, they like, I don't know. They develop his state of mind and his frame being, and they like learn, they're learning under him. So the only thing I could think of is what if they decide as a Patriots, we got to go in a completely new direction. But I did hear there were some internal candidates that they were considering, which to me makes it seem like, okay, the Patriots will probably still be following a certain way of behaving for at least the next little bit.
0: Yeah, I I think they're going to go with the next one. I think he, the next person we're going to talk about, I think he has a good chance of ending up there, which is uh, Tennessee Titans former head coach, Mike Vrabel after he was fired this week mm. he has ties to New England I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up there um, Pete Carroll is no longer the head coach of the Seahawks it's reported that he will yep, it's reported he'll remain with the organization but he's come out and said he has no idea what that role would be um, so he, I, I can't see him going and being a head coach somewhere else he's like 72, 73 years old I suppose so.
1: He's, yeah. I, I,
0: yeah. He I is think like that's the most one, energetic 72 year yeah. old I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. But, like, I, yeah. Like, I think Bill Belichick, the fire still runs for him. But, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, Pete Carroll's probably done um, in terms of head coaching, but will just stay involved in some capacity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I I, don't know, I could see him, maybe ending up as like, a, like somewhere in the front office. I I don't know exactly what role, but I could see him certainly having a lot of value in some behind the scenes position. But I think yeah, I think his time on the field is probably done. I th- I think Belichick's time on the field is probably done too. See, really? He's older as, uh, yeah, he's old as well, and he's he's coached for what like twenty four years.
1: I just think I don't know. There's just a part of me that thinks there's unfinished business there. And and part of me actually thinks that there should be because of what happened. Like Tom Brady left and Tom Brady won. Bill Belichick stayed and Bill Belichick has won nothing. So I, there's like a part of me that's like if the right scenario is there where a team is just like we have a talented team, talented roster. We need someone to push us over the edge. Here's a two-year contract for a buttload of money. I feel like he might consider it. If it's a if it's a strong enough team that they feel like what we're missing is the right leader here, I could see him being tempted to be like, "I'm going to go win a Super Bowl with another team."
0: Maybe, but I mean, he's 71 as well. Like he's just as old as Pete Carroll, so I wouldn't be surprised if he if he calls it a day. Uh, The Washington Commanders have fired head coach Ron Rivera. Uh, he, he's someone who, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up somewhere else.
1: Yeah.
0: Chicago Bears have fired offensive coordinator Luke Getze. Uh, New York Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale has resigned. Although I've also seen reports saying that they might hire him back. So I don't know what is really going on there. Um, but as of right strange. now, yeah, as of right now, he's resigned from the Giants. Carolina Panthers have fired their general manager Scott Fitterer. Uh, They did a whole sweep of their team mid-season, so that's just the final straw, I suppose. And the fantasy football prayers have been answered. The Atlanta Falcons have fired head coach Arthur Smith.
1: Yeah, of course. There was no, (laughs) no way
0: you can bring that Joker back. Like
1: that was, yeah, like
0: absolutely no way. No, you can't waste three consecutive first-round draft picks by not using the players. Not because the players suck, because you're not using them. So you had Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and now Bijan, and all three of them, are like, hey, you know what would probably work if I don't give my best players the ball? Guaranteed way to get yourself fired.
1: Yeah, it was uh, pretty bad, pretty terrible. He really didn't... Uh... He didn't work for that, uh, that offense at all. He didn't use that offense well.
0: Um, good riddance. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, good riddance. Yeah. Now we just need to make sure he doesn't go somewhere else and take over somebody else's.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just, he was so inept with that offense and the way they use that. They have such talent. And I know, like, I've criticized the quarterbacking game there. Like, at the end of the day, they need a good quarterback, they need a better quarterback to step in there, but he's still underutilized and misused talented players. So yeah, I
0: think uh I think good riddance to him to him being gone. Absolutely. And that certainly improves the uh the draft outlook for any of the Falcons players for next season because it can't be worse. Right? No, like no. So that makes you feel a lot more comfortable drafting uh, Bijan. Makes you a lot more comfortable drafting Drake London. Maybe it makes you comfortable drafting Kyle Pitts somewhere in there. I don't know. We'll see about that I, one. I would
1: personally still be waiting on the quarterback situation. Now they have a decent chance here at landing. I think a, a free agent quarterback because of that talent.
0: Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, but
1: I like yes I I agree with you. It's it's um it's the fault of the coach. They still need a quarterback, right? Like they, they still, they still need somebody to step in. And I think, I think they're one of those landing spots. We might've talked about this actually a little bit. um, One week of like, Oh, where do we think people will go, et cetera. Like, I think they're, they're one of those teams because I don't think they have like a top five draft pick or anything that they're not getting one of the big QBs. They're number eight. They're eight. Okay. So they're not getting one of the like three big QBs. So they're, they're going to get someone else to help their team. You could land a pretty good free agent quarterback or trade for a quarterback and and be able to use that player as your kind of catalyst to work with these young players. And in, if they do get a really good quarterback or at least just a serviceable one that's either a free agent or someone that they're able to, um, able to acquire via trade, I think they're in a position where, yeah, Drake London, maybe even Kyle Pitts, who's back, Definitely John. Like, their offense starts to look a lot better with someone who can can wield. Again, I don't know who that is. But depending upon what happens, because we know they're not going to get one of those big quarterbacks this year in the draft, they're going to have to draft some other piece, someone on defense, maybe a receiver or something else. But they're going to have to find it by way of free
0: agency. Now, they could always make a move to try to get up into one of those, like, top three picks.
1: They could, but I to be honest with you, like I would say a team like uh, Chicago or Washington would be more inclined to try to trade Fields or Howell as opposed and then draft one of these quarterbacks. Because I, I believe there's three that they're talking about. Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and I don't remember the, the third guy's name. Drake but... May. Drake May. Okay, that's it. So uh, th- apparently everyone loves these guys. Like these three QBs are like... They should be workable, serviceable quarterbacks. Rookies in their first year, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be the type of quarterback you want to build around. So that's pretty cool. And I think that I do think that Justin Fields is going to be on the trade block. And I think in terms of Washington, like Sam Howell is not an amazing quarterback, but with an okay offense around him, he might be serviceable. Or you might be able to team him up with someone else, have them compete. Like I don't think Howell's career is gone, but I think I th- I would see that more likely than one of those teams trading a pick because I feel like Washington, Chicago, is it the Patriots? Yeah, the Patriots are third. third yeah. yeah, yeah. They all need Q. They're all going to want QBs. Like Chicago technically doesn't need one, but they're drafting first overall. They're going to get Caleb Williams.
0: So well, see, see that that's the only one that I could see. Like I could see with Atlanta. If they decide that they want to keep fields, uh, then they trade the first pick, they get an eighth pick, and I'm sure they would gouge them for either a bunch of other picks or some high-quality talent.
1: Yeah, like, might, uh, that, that might be a like maybe Maybe where they bring,
0: you know, maybe you get the eighth pick from Atlanta, you get another pick, and you get Pitts. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't know.
1: Because they've got that Junus, uh, John U. Smith?
0: No. Yeah. Who's there? Yeah. yeah, the tight end. The, the f- other tight end they got, yeah. The Falcons have Jonu Smith, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so they got they got another tight end they like. The, yeah. the Bears have DJ Moore from last year when they did this when they were in this exact situation. They traded away, got a bunch of picks, and then got DJ Moore. So it, I, I that's that's a, a path I could see them taking. But ultimately, yeah, it all depends on what the Bears decide to do at the quarterback situation.
1: And I think the Bears have another good first round picks. So they would, they, obviously they would get that pick from Atlanta if they're making this deal, but they, they would still have like two top 10 picks. Even yeah. They, they have the ninth back as well. Yeah. Yeah. So they, if they ended up with the eighth and ninth pick, well, they're probably picking a defensive player and a, and a receiver or something. Right. Like they're going to, they're going to do something or, like that. So yeah, yeah I can see that. Offensive
0: lineman and
1: a defensive player or something like that. Exactly. Something like that. I could a hundred percent see that happen. Um, I know that the, the other player that's often talked about is Marvin Harrison jr as yep. a wide receiver that he's top wide receiver pick. I I've heard some like football experts talk that like maybe Marvin Harrison Jr is what the Bears use with that first pick. I just can't see them doing that with such a valuable quarterback in that position. They've either got to stick with Fields and trade that first pick cuz they'll get a lot for it or they've got to to trade Fields who they probably get a lot for and and keep the pick. And, and do draft to uh, Caleb Williams. I don't think you should draft a receiver in that number one position just because you don't need a quarterback. I think you got to use this asset while you have it. So if you want to keep fields, fine. But yeah, you're right. That trade back scenario could happen. I don't think the Atlanta Falcons will be the only team, though, who would do that, though.
0: There's no, other yeah, teams with
1: high picks that would go after that, too. The Giants, I do believe they would try. Even though they've got Danny Dimes, I, I could see them doing that. I could see them trying to then flip dimes to someone. The Titans, same thing. They've got Louis, Will Levis, but I could see it. If they if it was a deal that really worked, Caleb Williams is apparently fantastic, and teams will pay for that. So I could see other teams trying. Maybe they won't succeed, but try. I think Atlanta's got, you're right, though, I think Atlanta's got a lot of good pieces that would make that deal work.
0: All right, I want to table that discussion until closer to the draft because there's a lot more other hypotheticals that i want to throw out there but i want to save okay. that for for closer to the draft
1: i love hypothetical draft stuff i'm down for that
0: we'll, well we're gonna cover that when we get closer don't worry and once we know for sure what the order is uh like once the super bowl is done and everything yeah
1: yeah we there's still a lot of the order we don't know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um so there were some injuries in week 18 uh Steelers uh, defensive player T.J. Watt believed to have suffered a grade two MCL sprain in Week 18. Uh, I think it's unlikely he plays in the Wild Card weekend, but hasn't been ruled out. Uh, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown for the Eagles both suffered injuries in Week 18. Jalen Hurts had a dislocated finger. He hasn't thrown a ball since then, and he's optimistic for the Wild Card game. And. I haven't seen much on A.J. Brown's knee injury other than his ACL is intact. I haven't seen much else in terms of what like the extent of the injury was. Hopefully it's nothing long-term. Like Obviously, ACL is a major thing, but hopefully nothing long-term because that's a huge blow to their offense. Uh, Gerald Everett suffered a knee injury. Same thing. I didn't really get much there. I mean, the team's out of the playoffs, so they don't really have to disclose too much. Uh, and then Sam Laporta, my boy, went down in Week 18, uh, hyper-extended knee and a bone bruise. So he's going to probably miss some time and make the Lions' uh, playoff push a lot harder, but he could he could yeah. be back in, in the playoffs if they make a deep run. So not the worst news, but certainly not the best news.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to, before we get into our... Uh rankings discussion uh to to cap off the year we are going to talk playoff matchups and do some fun things around it And one thing i gotta say about that with sam laporta going down in that way like that makes an already close tough matchup even closer because that detroit like uh, that detroit rams game there's a lot of storylines around that especially with Matthew stafford and everything around oh, that. oh man sam laporta yeah. being down like that's a that's a real big blow
0: yeah Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, not a lot of easy matchups. Like, I'm just looking at them here now. I know. And... <laughs> well, it's, it, that, it,
1: that's like the competition you and I are doing today. Is there really an advantage in picking first? I don't think so. Like, I think there are six pretty close games this week.
0: <laughs> uh I know, I know what my pick would have been if I got first. Obviously, it's you, so I'm not going to say it. But I know where. Oh, I, I know, I know
1: what your pick would be, and I disagree with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. I'm going to wait. Okay, well, I'm going to wait and see what your first pick was. Uh, and totally, then we'll, we'll talk about that.
1: <laughs> that uh, we'll talk. I'm excited to talk about it though, because I got, I got some hot takes about these playoff matchups this week.
0: All right. Uh, well, before we get into the game, we'll just real quick, uh, we'll give everyone an end of season update on our uh, all-star draft teams. Yeah. So, Mike, your most valuable player was obviously Christian McCaffrey. And mine was Jalen Hurts. Of course. Uh, I finished with 903.8 uh, half PPR fantasy points with the quarterback position being six-point scored. And Mike, <laughs> What?
1: Yeah, cause I, cause people have leagues where they that the scoring a touchdown is four points.
0: Passing okay. touchdowns, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous. A touchdown is six points.
0: Yeah. Well, you you take it up with them. Ours is six points, no matter what.
1: So <laughs> I will I will take it up with them. Continue. <laughs> <coughs> 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 What, did I, I've completely thrown you off here? Like you have to have a coffee
0: <laughs> I was, I, said. <laughs> I was, I was drinking some water when you were going oh, on yeah? your little rant and it made me oh, well, my rant. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> well, I just, every time, every time you bring it up, it's, i am just reminded that that's how people, and people think they're really smart, like they congratulate Some
0: people, themselves. that's how they live their lives, you know? Thinking they're smart or? Well, both. Just four point touchdowns and (laughs) and you
1: You just live your life being like you know what a touchdown is four points yeah and that's not at all sad okay how many points did i finish
0: with you finished with 1017.6 fantasy points 1017.6
1: wow close you know close between between us slight victory uh, for me
0: it was not close like this is actually much closer than i thought it was going to be because going into week 18 you had like a 250-point lead.
1: (laughs) Well, we both also had some injury
0: issues. (laughs) Yeah. But Jamar Chase, I don't think, did anything in Week 18 of value. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had a bad game, and Chris McCaffrey sat out. And obviously, Mark Andrews is injured. Uh, Well, that's a recap of your lineup anyways. Uh, So you got like next to no points. And then, thankfully, Justin Jefferson did some stuff this week and helped close the gap a little bit. So it was only a hundred and a bit instead of almost 200 or whatever it was like Jalen Hurts had very few points. Austin Eckler had an okay game, Travis Kelsey. I think he had an okay game, nothing special. Um, but yeah, Christian McCaffrey scored more than I think my running back and wide receiver put together. Cause they spent half the season injured. So hard to dig out of that hole.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, the injury issues were a problem in fantasy all over the place. Our all-star teams were, uh, were no different. Um, pulled out a slight victory there. I didn't think I was I was going to win with some of the players I picked and the issues they had. But hey, uh, that was good. Christian McCafferty, He's a, he's an all star all over the place. We know that.
0: Yep, that's right. And before we get into our wild card uh, draft pick that we're going to do here, I just want to remind mm. everyone that we do have a Patreon. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash conquer or you can go to conquer we have a patreon page there really handy for throughout the year when we give our start sits you get additional start sit options um, i know so for example just for this past week for week 18 um, so we always prepare two starts and sits for each position group i know just off the top of my head that uh my second tight end pick as a start uh, was Evan Ingram. He finished as the tight end one in week 18. Um, so if you're just listening to the podcast, that's information that you don't get. It's only on our Discord. So I just want to remind everyone that that does exist out there. And that's one of the benefits that comes with it, as well as some uh, starts adoptions for Thursday nights. Because obviously the sh- show comes out on Friday and Thursday night football's already happened. Yeah. So if you have to make any of those lineups, uh, lineup decisions, then our discord through our Patreon is, is the way to go about it. Same thing with waiver wire trade targets throughout the year. And uh, even if you just want to get it for before the season starts, if you want to have your, your roster analyzed to see how you did in your draft, what areas you need to improve, maybe some parts that you can sacrifice to improve some other spots, anything like that. uh, It's another feature that we offer.
1: For a small price, you can get a lot of great information, give you that competitive advantage to become a champion
0: yeah, uh, a hey, three-time well, champion like me.
1: So let's move
0: on. Yeah, <laughs> talk about oh, wild card weekend. Super let's back wild it up one well, little bit because I just want to remind everyone if they have any questions, they can reach out to us on social media. Then go on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, or on X. We love to hear. Like, from
1: you. like, how did you get that big head on your shoulders, Josh? Well, that's a great question, listener. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'll answer that question. No problem. Just not from you. Moving on to Super mm-hmm. Wild Card Weekend, as it's called.
0: Yes, we've got six matchups. And so what, Mike? Uh, like Mike's designed a game for us where we're going to do a draft for picking a winner of each game. So now, I, and I just want to clarify the rules here now, Mike. So there's six games. Correct. You're going to pick first because you won the, the coin toss or whatever you want to call right. it. Um, right. If you pick... Once you pick the winner from that game, is that game just gone? Or do that I then fair. have to pick the other
1: team? No, so yeah, that game's gone, but you okay. automatically are on the other team, right? So so we're each going to pick three games, right? And we're going to pick who we think is the winner. So if the other team wins, that gets, that gets you a point. So you're automatically on the team that I didn't pick.
0: Okay, so... so we,
1: we have the potential each to get six points this week three right. of which we control with our picks and three of which is the doom of the other player.
0: Okay. So you could, so the worst you can do is zero, best you can do is six. That's correct. And anything okay. in between. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, you are up first, so why don't you kick us off?
1: Yeah. And as we kind of previewed, I, like, I personally think all six of these matchups are actually going to be pretty darn close. Um, so it was hard for me to decide... Who I wanted to pick first, but this is where my gut instinct goes, and I'm gonna go with my gut instinct on this one. I am choosing, despite some injury struggles and concerns, I am choosing Philadelphia to beat Tampa Bay. That's the first pick I am on the Philadelphia Eagles over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I do like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I do think this is gonna be a good matchup. Do not get me wrong. I do think it's going to be a good matchup, but I just honestly feel at the end of the day, Philadelphia lucked out by getting this particular matchup for them struggling. I think they're a way better team than they've shown. And I think at the end of the day, if, you know, that game being Monday benefits, Justin Fields, he's a competitor. Unless he honestly just can't play. He's in there. Jaylen he's Hurts. not going to sideline him or, Sorry. Who did I see? <laughs> Justin, Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields. Yeah. Jaylen I hope Hurts. he's
0: not on the field.
1: No, that I would that would ruin my pick. Uh Absolutely. yeah, sorry. Jalen Hurts. I think he's a competitor, and at the end of the day, this is what the if it's the regular season, he might not be playing, but this is the playoffs. You're playing for all the marbles. I'm going Philadelphia Eagles over the Tampa Bay
0: Buccaneers. Yeah, that is uh certainly a tough one. I, I would probably lean that way too, but definitely not a th- tough one. The- not the choice i thought you're gonna make for your first
1: no no i I know exactly what you're gonna pick so go ahead and make that pick so we can find so we can talk about it
0: all right i am picking the buffalo bills over the pittsburgh steelers
1: that is not thought where i thought you were going no (laughs) that is not that's where i I thought thought you were going that was that was that was probably going to be my second pick um, okay. cuz because I do I do agree with you I think I think Buffalo's the pick there. I do think that game is still close because I I'm not willing to trust the Bills even though they've been playing well.
0: But That's fair. That's very fair. You know, I I see where you're going. But yeah, give us
1: give us your analysis what do you see in the Bills?
0: Well, they've they've turned it on over the past couple of weeks when they were in like must-win football. They've been outscoring a lot of teams. Now, they weren't very offensive in the game against the dolphins uh, but they still got the win their defense and special teams helped them out a lot Um, I just I don't think the Steelers have enough to go toe-to-toe with them I think it's going to be a very defensive battle yes uh, because the Steelers do have a good defense but they could be also without TJ Watt so if he's out that significantly decreases their defense they don't really have much going on the offense uh, outside of like the run game, Mason Rudolph's been doing okay, but the wheels could fall off that literally any minute. Um, so then Buffalo would only have to worry about the run game. And what we've seen with the bills is like Josh Allen can beat you through the air or he can run it. And the bills can run it through their running backs. If they so choose that week, sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. I, we'll we'll yeah. see. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think Buffalo is going to take that game.
1: Yeah. I, uh I do agree. I think the win, the thing that does scare me is if it does become a big defensive battle, that the Bills in close games have had some rough (laughs) goes, and sometimes they Mm -hmm, end up mm -hmm. losing on those last-minute plays. I don't trust the Steelers offensively, so I think, kind of similar to my Philly pick, I think I would agree with you. Like I would go with the Buffalo Bills, but I do think that game's close. Okay, it's back on me for my second pick. So this is tough because of the four games left, I actually do think they're all going to be close. And I'm, hard, like, I'm part of me is like, okay, I want to go with my gut on a certain game. But I also, because you picked that Buffalo game, I want to try to get a more surefire victory here. So this is a tough one because I think this game's going to be very close. I think it's going to be closer than people think. And I do think this team is a fraud but I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys. I knew you were going over yeah. the Green Bay Packers. I I honestly think this game's gonna be close, and I could see a, a
0: road to victory for the Packers. But no, I think I, if, I fully think the Cowboys are gonna crush them a hundred percent. I
1: I think this is gonna be a close one. I could see the Packers beating them. I could see the Packers doing a lot of different things on offense, a lot of dynamic things that confuses them. But I think this Dallas's defense is solid, and I think Dak Prescott has one more game in him where he'll look good and then he'll be done for the season. So I think I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Give me a little bit of kind of a comfortable position to be in considering the other three games left. I think this one is probably the the easiest to tell which direction, even though I do think it will be close. So I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys,
0: the frauds of the NFL. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, I am going to take the Cleveland Browns over the Houston Texans. That's a so you
1: think the Browns defense
0: is going to outshine I think, that I young think that's, crazy offense? Yeah, I think that's the difference, right? I just I because the Browns offense has been good with Joe Flacco, and their defense is great. The Texans defense is not that good, and their offense can be great, but we've also seen them not be so great. They're down to just Nico Collins. Uh, they don't have the Tank Dell anymore. Their running game is kind of weird, and they're not going to have a running game, so they they're going to be able to focus on CJ Stroud in the passing game. And they played back in uh, back in Week 16, and the Browns beat the Texans 36 22. It was not really much of a close game. I th- I don't remember if that was the game without CJ Stroud. I think it might have been. Um, yeah. So it it could be a different game now, but. I di- I I just can't bet against the Browns with the way they've, they've been playing. I, I just don't see them losing right now. Like, they lost in Week 18, obviously. They got crushed by uh, by the Bengals, but I don't think they started half their players. Yeah. They didn't have Amari Cooper. So I guess I guess if Amari Cooper doesn't come back uh, for this wildcard matchup, that would probably change my opinion. But, I mean, they went out and put 37-something points on the Jets' defense without him. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I'm i taking Cleveland. Yeah, to
1: me, this is a dynamic offense versus a dynamic defense, and it's like who will prevail. And often in the playoffs, I think you got to side with the defense and mm-hmm. with things being played closely. So I think this game, to me, is kind of a toss-up. But if it's, if it's not 50-50 and it's 55-45, I'd be leaning Cleveland as well okay so with my final pick there's one game i just i don't feel like picking so i'm gonna go for the other one and and i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick the los angeles rams to beat the detroit lions and what i think will be an epic showdown i think this is a close one but in the golf versus matthew stafford i like stafford a little bit better not just for his experience but as a quarterback in that running game for both teams which had a really good year I like what the Rams are doing a little bit better. I like Williams a little bit better. That receiving core. I like that receiving core of the Rams a little bit better. Defense. I like the defense a little bit better. So, to me, I think the Rams will come into Detroit and spoil the party. Not to say anything bad against Detroit. I think they're a fantastic team. They had a great breakout year. Even if they lose in the first round of the playoffs here, they're back. They're like in a position that they haven't, I think, really been before, where they're kind of back and feeling energized. And I think the Lions will be a, a, the team to beat and a team that will continue to grow over the next few years. But I'm going to pick the Rams with Stafford's return to Detroit. Big
0: storylines, big game. Yeah, I, I genuinely have no idea how that game's going to go. <laughs> I can <laughs> I can genuinely see it being a 50-plus point game uh, come down to the last possession. I could see it being a close, gritty, tight, like 21-14, 21-20 kind of a game, like – I I could see this game going so many different ways and I have no idea who's going to come out on top. So we'll see. So that leaves me with the dolphins and the chiefs. Mm -hmm. And honestly, this would have been a, (laughs) I I probably would have fired dolphins immediately if their defense hadn't taken such a blow over the past couple of weeks with injuries. Yeah. Yeah. That really Um, evens it out, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But now the chiefs have a very good defense the dolphins defense has been great but it's been getting worse and worse just because of injuries not yeah not any fault of their own no. um and then both offenses have struggled at times so i'm going to lean i'm going to go with the chiefs just because they have the defensive advantage and like we just talked about you lean on the uh the defensive side when it when it's kind of a coin toss right and yeah. i just think i think Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid—they've been here before. They've done it before. I think yeah. they have a better chance of overcoming the adversity that they've faced more than uh, Tua and the Dolphins, especially with think, yeah uh, all their injuries. Potentially, if Jalen Waddle misses any time because he was injured, like I'm just I'm leaning Kansas City.
1: You can't discount those intangibles like that experience, and it's kind of the same with the Rams. Like the Rams and the Chiefs have been here before. The Dolphins and the Lions are kind of the up and coming team, so, especially with the fact that those defenses have been struggling. That's where it challenged. If they had like, if they had the Browns' defense, no, no question. But I think I think you make such a good point. Yes, it's such a dynamic offense. Yeah, Tyree Kill coming in, like it's it, he's going to be firing on all cylinders. I just think the Chiefs' defense will have a plan for to, uh They're going to know how to kind of shut him down they're going to put a lot of pressure on him and i think even though this game could be close i'm the same way that you're thinking lean towards the experience um yeah i think it's a very it's going to be a very very interesting week this week because all these matchups i think could be could be quite spectacular there could be like you know some really good games here i'm not expecting huge blowouts Personally, I know you think the Cowboys will destroy the Packers, but I, I think they—I think it's going to be closer um, of a game. So it's going to be six really interesting games, a lot of cool storylines.
0: Yeah, my, my main issue with the Packers is just their defense has been not been consistent. Like yeah. they let the Panthers put thirty points on them. If you give yes. Dak Prescott, CD Lamb that much free room, like Brandon Cooks, even like they're they're going to burn you.
1: I think this will be a high-scoring game because this—that's what I think is going to happen. I think the Cowboys will score a lot, but I think that offense, because they're young and they're flashy and they're—they're they're kind of, you know, like like Houston's offense. I think they'll find a way, and I think Dallas's defense has shown cracks, and it all just depends. Do, do they sh- do they shut it down? Do they play well, or do they crumble? Because the Cowboys crumble—that's what they, they do. Yeah. So if they if they crumble. I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas won the game, but it was like 37-30. Like that that would be the game where I'm like, yeah, okay, Dallas won, which is what we expected, but that they let they let the Packers score 30 on them. Their defense is in trouble. Their next matchup, they're not gonna get so lucky. They're gonna play a more experienced team. So that's that's where I'm worried that the game might get out of hand offensively.
0: Now the only other thing though, as a con against the Packers is The Cowboys' defense has been exploited on the ground. The Packers' offense hasn't really gone through the ground. They haven't really used Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon. They're through the air, where the Cowboys are a lot stronger. So we'd have to kind of see a big change of game plan from the Packers, I think, for them to be able to go toe-to-toe, which they very well might do. Um, But we just haven't seen it yet. So that that would be a game-changer, I think, for me.
1: That's a fair comment. And I think that 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 is kind of what... Maybe we'll see. Like, if they can really get, they've got two veteran running backs who should be a big part of their game plan. <laughs> they like it should be like should if you're be. in the playoffs, yeah. you should be relying on these guys and you should make a part of your plan. But yes, if it's not utilized properly, if it doesn't work for them, then yeah, that's that might be an issue for sure.
0: All right, well, that is it for our wild card draft. So now we're going to go into a bit of a QB review for uh, the 2023 fantasy football season. So we're just going to give you a bit of a recap at the start for what our rankings were at the start of the season uh, for both me and Mike, and then we'll dive into how they finished. So um, we're just going to go over the top 10 for our rankings there. So I had Patrick Mahomes at one, Jalen Hurts at two, Josh Allen at three, Joe Burrow at four, Lamar Jackson at five, Justin Fields at six, Trevor Lawrence at seven, Justin Herbert at eight, Tua Tagovailoa at nine. And Dak Prescott at 10. Mike, you had Josh Allen, number one. Patrick Mahomes at two. Jalen Hurts at three. Joe Burrow at four. Lamar Jackson at five. Trevor Lawrence at six. Justin Fields at seven. Justin Herbert at eight. Tua Tagovailoa at nine. And Geno Smith at 10. (laughs) I forgot you had Geno in the top ten. I mean,
1: yeah, the Geno Smith that burned me. Joe Burrow's injury burned me. Justin Herbert.
0: Burrow and Herbert burned um, us both. Yep, one hundred percent. I was Mahomes. right on two of them. <laughs> I you had were, two spots yeah, exactly. You correct. had two, two <laughs> on the dot. Yeah, I think I only had one.
1: I had one, uh, a third one that was like close because I think to uh, finished tenth, and I had him ninth, so that's like close. But I, yeah, I had two right on the dot, which that's good.
0: Something. Yep, yep. Uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't want to play football towards the end, so. Uh, We were very wrong on that.
1: I mean, we're about to get into the top 10, maybe top 12, and there are some names on here that neither of us predicted would be anywhere near where they are,
0: so... (laughs) No. Well, let's just just dive into it so we can get into as many as we can before we run out of time. So Josh Allen finished at number one, 450.6 fantasy points. Um, He also had the second most turnovers, I think, in the top 12. Uh, yeah eight, 18 interceptions yeah. he was a big
1: point getter but where he he could have had more points if, if he didn't throw those intercept like take away eight interceptions you know not quite not quite half but he still had 10 interceptions on year, which is still like a lot think of where he would have been yeah. and even where the wills bills would have been like they lost games on a lot of his turnovers
0: oh absolutely yeah 18 interceptions and four fumbles um through for over four thousand passing yards, but he also like ran fifteen touchdowns. In, well, well, that's what I was gonna say. Is that's where you you got most of your fantasy points was through the rushing game with the fifteen yeah. rushing touchdowns. Yeah, um, and like we've said many many times throughout the year and before this year's draft, r- running quarterbacks can win you your league because they're going to be more often than not the ones in the top top five.
1: Well, in the top five, I would argue three are absolutely right quarterbacks. And one of them, though, showed hints that they could do more. Like, I think, we'll talk about it, but I think number four on -hmm. this list has some potential. Did score a couple rushing touchdowns. Has some potential to maybe not necessarily be the, you know, not not as good as the top three, but still enough to get you that extra bump to get, you you know, to get them... That worthwhile. So I would say three for sure, but four out of the five seem to have a bit of that, which is, you know, there you go.
0: Yep, exactly. Uh, and number two, Dak Prescott. So the man that Mike uh, disparaged all year as a fraud. Um, there were some comparisons, I think, to Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence was better. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is not on this list of top 12 that we have. Uh. Dak Prescott 414.8 fantasy points through for over four and a half thousand yards. I think he had the most passing touchdowns. Yes, he did on this list. 36 passing touchdowns. Uh, Anything to say to that, Mike?
1: Um, He had a good year, a great Mm -hmm, year, his mm -hmm, best year.
0: mm -hmm. Um, You do something
1: once uh, it could be a coincidence. It could be a mistake. It could be just a random happenstance. Yeah. Three times. That's my rule. He does this three times. I changed like my consecutive? opinion. Consecutive? Well, three times in four years, th- three times in five years, somewhat consecutive, doesn't fall apart, doesn't no, get fine. major injuries. Yeah. Like, I think this is a saying I have that I really like, Josh, and I use it in all aspects of my life. So listen up. This is one of the many lessons I've taught you. Um, <laughs> one is a dot. Two is a line, three is a pattern. Until something happens three times, no point in trying to make it into a pattern. Dot, line, pattern. Okay? How does it It, get from a line to a pattern? Draw draw, draw on a piece of paper. One, two, three. Doesn't matter where on the paper you do it, you'll see it becomes a pattern. It doesn't mean it's a straight line. It could go in any direction. It's a pattern because three dots make a pattern. Even straight, like a straight line is a pattern right? It's a pattern, but it's just going in a direction, right? It's just okay. a one thing. So it doesn't matter. But two, that's not a pattern yet because it's only two, three. Now you're getting a pattern going. Oh, right. So to me, Dak Prescott has done one thing well, but has a history of doing something poorly. So I, we can't, we can't, we can't trust him like it yet. Josh, if I suddenly got into one healthy, fantastic relationship, you wouldn't say I'm good at relationships, You'd say, Oh glad that you finally got some luck, right? Like you would that's not
0: I would wish you and Blue Averse the all the best.
1: Well, but I you know you understand what I'm saying here. It's a pattern, it's a pattern. Yeah, okay? yeah. Okay. So at the end of the day, I will not deny he had a great season. Wish him all the best. I don't think he's a top five quarterback next year. I maybe, maybe I'll rank him in top ten because of recency bias. I don't think this, I don't think he repeats this. A lot of my opinion on that though, however, however, CD Lamb, we're going to talk about him later this year. Yeah. That's where I might change my opinion, but let's put a pin in that.
0: All right. Number three, Jalen Hurts, 402.8 fantasy points. He did not break 4,000 passing yards, and uh, he actually, he, tied for lowest in the top 12 for passing touchdowns and was second highest in interceptions, but just like Josh (laughs) Allen, 15 rushing touchdowns, over 600 rushing yards that that makes up for a lot of it in terms of fantasy points. So that earned him number three.
1: And that's, I think, you know, not at the end of the day, his up and down season. That's not too surprising. Like I think I had him, I had him at three. Oh, I guess I had three on the dot then. Because I, I had him at three. You had him at two. So we were. So he he finished in and around where you and I both thought he did. Like, if you get it yeah. within one, I still feel like that kind of counts. Like, as far as I'm concerned, your, your Jalen Hurts take is about correct. Two, three. Yeah. Like, within one, that makes sense. So I feel like we both got that right. He's in and around where we thought. Even though I had a bit of an up and down season with some injuries. He had such a fantastic start that I think... Clearly,
0: he was still able to hold on, be in that top five. Absolutely. Number four, somebody neither of us had in our top 10, probably had no expectations uh, that he was going to be anywhere near the top five. Jordan Love.
1: That even surprises me now, having watched this season, that he's number four. Right. right. <laughs> so, I had to go back and look place. I was yeah, like, Are you, I, Really? I would have thought the 5, the 6, the 7 and the 8 that are here all would have finished. If you'd said, "Oh yeah, he was he was 9," I'd be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> that right? would make sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh this is where you kind of see that drop off in fantasy points. He was uh, 383. Uh, so that's a good almost 70 points below Josh Allen. So, 70 point difference between first and fourth. Um he broke 4000 passing yards. He had he broke 30 passing touchdowns. He had 32. And he also had broke 600 rushing yards and had 15 uh, passing touchdowns. But uh, just didn't quite work out for him with with the way the season went. Uh, I don't think he played the full season. No. If I'm not mistaken.
1: I don't have it in front of me, but I think he there were some... Well, he had a really good start, I remember, but he had a middle bit. That was not great. Yeah. So I don't know if he missed some, he might've missed some time in there for an injury. He might've just not played great, but that middle chunk of the season wasn't good. He had a good start, but then he really dropped off. um, And then he was firing all cylinders at the end of the year.
0: Yeah. He had a six week stretch where he didn't break 20 points. And then he, again, in week 14, didn't break 10 points. So, so that'll do it.
1: Which normally for a top five quarterback in fantasy, you wouldn't expect that. But his beginning and end of the year were so strong that it bumped him back up.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Number five, Lamar Jackson. Just finished behind Jordan Love at 379.2. He also did not break 4,000 passing yards. He was was in the 3600s. But he threw 32 touchdowns. And he rushed for another 5. 11 interceptions, same as Jordan Love. So a lot of a lot of interceptions here. Dak Prescott was the only one who wasn't in the double digits, I think, um, until you get down into like the eleventh and twelfth ranked ones so in the top ten. He was the only, Dak Prescott was the only one single digit interceptions.
1: Yeah, lots lots of that, and like with especially with someone like like Jackson, um, who who can score some touchdowns, he can he can run it in. Um, he can toss it. Like they clearly did want to throw the ball and they had just a couple of those fantastic offensive games that really helped them. So yeah, Lamar Jackson, like to me, that's right on the money. Like I thought number number five, that's where I think we both had him, right? At the number five spot that's about where we thought he would be. Um, pretty good season for him.
0: Yeah, I just realized um I actually made a mistake with Jordan Love's stats. He he only had four rushing touchdowns because I was sitting here Trying to, how did he score less points than Jalen Hurts? Because it seems like he should have. So been Jordan, high. yeah,
1: Jordan Love at four with two hundred forty-seven yards. Lamar yes. had five with eight hundred and
0: twenty-one yards. Yes, they got put in the wrong. Uh, spot, things just I got think. a little yeah. messed up there. Yeah, things got a little messed up. That's on me. My bad. Yeah, Lamar Jackson rushed for eight over eight hundred yards. Had five rushing touchdowns. Um, Whatever the order's right. Look up the yeah. stats, people. <laughs> yeah, look up the stats, you know. Lamar you Jackson's number me? five.
1: That's the key. <laughs>
0: yeah, just, just. And he had a pretty shaky season, too, for, until uh, towards the end there. Yeah. Uh, number six, Brock Purdy. Now that makes 357.6 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
1: Just out of but, the top five, had a pretty good year, but a rough kind of near the end of the season, but still like a pretty, pretty solid year. Altogether, together despite battling a bit of injury there. But yeah, I numbers, if you'd say, again, if you just said without looking at it, number six, Brock pretty like, yep. Yeah, okay. It's around where he seemed to be going.
0: Yeah. Uh, we had a hundred point difference there between oh, almost a hundred point difference between first and six. So you can see how quickly if you're trying to stream quarterbacks, if you're not always right, how far, how fast you can fall behind. Uh, Purdy had over 4,000 passing yards, 31 touchdowns. Uh, not very much in terms of the running game, but we knew that going into the season. He's a pocket passer, like a couple of the other guys that are a bit lower here on the the list. But they're still serviceable. Like, if you had Brock Purdy for the majority of the season, you were, you were happy. You were happy with him, Mike.
1: Yeah, I was very happy with Brock Purdy uh, up until the end.
0: Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, that, that can happen at any point, though, right? You know, you get yeah, a bad I, injury, you get a bad and game. I, I,
1: at the end of the game, at the end of the day, when you look at his stats for like fantasy football playoffs, it wasn't all bad. <laughs> like he no, he no. performed well in other aspects. Like he's honestly, he's not the reason why I lost. But yeah, like I would say, I was very happy with Brock Purdy um, through throughout the year, getting him, having him as the quarterback. Yes, I was. I was very happy. Solid performance for the most part.
0: Uh, And then at number seven we had Jared Goff, three hundred forty nine point one fantasy points. Uh, He threw for over four and a half thousand yards, thirty touchdowns. Uh, Again, pocket passer, very little uh, running. Mm -hmm. But he still got he still got two rushing touchdowns, but they were probably sneaks because he had twenty rushing yards all year, twenty one rushing yards all year. So probably uh, goal line, yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said back pre-draft like these guys are can win you games they can win you like they can help you win your league as long as they're scoring touchdowns they need Mm -hmm. to have high touchdown numbers otherwise they can't keep up with the uh with the the rushing running backs because he threw he, he threw seven more touchdowns than jalen hurts he threw for 700 more yards and was still 50 45 points behind him Because he didn't have the rushing game. Uh, And
1: again, like five and six, not on our top tens at all. So.
0: Nice, six and seven.
1: Six and seven, sorry. Yes. Uh, Jared Goff, good season. We weren't expecting that. But
0: yeah, I mean, you were probably pretty happy. Yeah.
1: No. And you were probably happy with Goff, too. Like whoever you are out there, if you had him, you probably got him for pretty cheap.
0: He clearly overperformed for that. So you probably were pretty happy with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially like if you had. Uh, like Joe Burrow and then Goff or Aaron Rodgers and Goff, like Justin Herbert Goff. I don't know. Maybe you had one of those other ones and he was kind of your backup. Like, okay, I can count on him. He probably helped salvage your season. Uh, number eight, Patrick Mahomes. Well, we had him both inside the top two. I had him at one. You had him at two. Uh, did not work out that way. Nope. 334.2 fantasy points. Baker Mayfield at number nine had four less fantasy points than him.
1: And that's to me what's most unbelievable. If you were to be like, okay, Patrick Mahomes is going to finish eighth, Baker Mayfield's going to finish ninth, and there'll be four points between them. That's yeah. uh, like unbelievable to me. I think Mayfield had like such an incredible season. And for Patrick Mahomes, that's such a drop off from what we're expecting from him. So yeah, that's uh that's a that's a
0: tough. Honestly, the only understand. thing, from looking at the numbers, the only thing that put Patrick Mahomes over Mayfield is his scramble ability. Yeah. Because yeah, they had identical, they were within one touch. Baker Mayfield actually had more p- passing touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes threw for an extra 180 yards, or 140 mm-hmm. yards. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw four more interceptions. They had the same amount of fumbles. The difference is in the rushing. Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. only ran for 163 yards and, a, and one score. But Patrick Mahomes scrambled, did all his things that he does. He had almost 400 rushing yards without a touchdown, and that's yeah. the difference. Yeah, because if if Patrick Mahomes didn't scramble the way he did, he would probably he'd probably be down in like the 11 12th area, really, with how he was yeah. doing in the passing game. Yeah, definitely. And that definitely hurt some people because he cost you probably a first round pick. If at the not, if not a first round, it was definitely a second round pick to get him on your team.
1: Oh, without a doubt, for to, probably, like I would say, at at minimum, an early second, like you're, he's getting picked, um, in in the top sixteen to twenty spots, right? Like so, that that's a lot, and that's not a good, that's not what you want to see. That's not a good return. Like you're expecting him to be a top five quarterback, without a doubt.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And if you had the Kelsey Mahomes stack with your first two picks. You might you might not have made the playoffs, but you, you definitely you would not win. be
1: happy. No. no, you would not be happy with that. Because that's a that's a bold and good strategy. I don't think if before this season, I don't think if someone drafted that, you and I would scoff at that. We'd be like, Yep, yeah,
0: there you go. Mahomes Kelsey, yeah. great combo, good
1: first two picks, strategic picks.
0: Didn't work. It didn't out. work out this year. No. Uh so number nine was Baker Mayfield, like we just talked about, and at number ten, Tua Tagovailoa. Loa. Yeah. Uh, we, d- we did get to see the f- pretty much I think we got to see a full season from him I don't think he missed pretty much a game yeah. I, I don't think he missed a
1: game I don't think he missed a game I think he he may have left early a couple times but I don't think he got banged up I think he was pretty good maybe some minor things and hey we had him like we both had him at like what nine and he yep. ended up being 10 so that's pretty close that's around where we thought he would he would land
0: yep and uh We got to see the full season from him. The concussions weren't an issue. He had 328.3 fantasy points, over four and a half thousand passing yards, a lot of interceptions, unfortunately for 14 and not very much rushing, which I think is kind of to be expected with the concerns about his concussion and his brain health. Um, So it seems like he's probably going to be a bit more of a pocket passing quarterback moving forward, but, he, li- he likes to air it out and their offense is designed for that. So I don't think it's really much of a reason to shy away from him because you're still getting a top 10 quarterback. I just don't think you're going to pay as steep of a price as before is all.
1: If you're if you're drafting Tua and he's in and, ar- and he finishes in, like later, if you're drafting him a little bit later in the draft and he finishes in and around there, that's great. That's yep. that's what you want. At an, in an ideal world, you have a quarterback on your team somewhere between the one and 12, like top 12 quarterback. But if it is one of these lower ones, you're just getting them for cheaper. So I agree with you. I think next year you might be able to get to a, a little bit cheaper and you'll be very happy if he finishes around the same.
0: Absolutely. Well, that will do it for our quarterback review for the 2023 fantasy football season. Tune in next week. To see how our wildcard matchup uh, turns out, which picks we got right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Stay safe.